This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, at the climax of Dante's Inferno, Virgil and Dante come to the very pit of hell, and there they confront Satan. He's a giant figure in Dante's imagination, endowed with wings so massive that they remind the poet of a windmill. But Satan is not surrounded by fire, as we might expect. He's surrounded, indeed, encased by ice. He flaps his wings. He has great wings like a bat. But he's unable to move. And all he does is weep. I've always felt that's a splendid portrait of sin. There's nothing glamorous about sin, nothing cool or life-affirming about it. To turn, listen now, to turn from the source of life, God, is to dry up spiritually and psychologically. St. Augustine defines sin as being incurvatus in se, caved in around oneself. Dante Satan is a perfect exemplification of that definition, isn't he? Satan is caved in around himself, encased in the ice of his own egotism and self-regard. See, friends, God has made us for movement. I don't just mean physical movement. I mean he's made us for a journey outside of the self, and into the world in its fullness, into beauty and truth, intelligibility, goodness, relationship, insight, the quest for justice, etc., etc. God wants us to fly. He wants us to move. Think of sin, therefore, as a lack of movement, a stubborn turning in so as to protect the prerogatives of the ego. What sin makes us in the end is the kings of our own little kingdoms. Kingdoms precisely as big as our little egos. Think for a second how much time you spend every day worrying about yourself. What impression am I making? Do people like me? Why did she get the attention that I I felt I deserved? Think, too, how much time you spend defending the ego and shoring up its walls, making sure you're defended, making sure they respect you, writing little tributes to yourself on the outside of the wall so everyone notices. But see, what does all this do? It just locks you in. You see what I mean? Locks you in. 
Well, I think this is the association the gospel for today wants us to make. We hear in this famous story that a paralyzed man is brought to Jesus. Now, we're talking here about physical paralysis, but I think we're meant to read it to at a deeper level. Unable to move, he's carried by his friends who make a hole through the roof in order to bring him to the Lord. See, but here's the interesting connection that Jesus himself makes. Before addressing the physical paralysis, he addresses the man's spiritual paralysis. Child, your sins are forgiven. Now, I don't think, please don't misunderstand me, and I don't think Jesus means this at all, that there's a causal relationship between the two conditions. He's not saying that, that because you're a sinner, you're physically paralyzed. I think what he's doing, though, is he's showing a sort of symbolic correlation between this particular physical malady and what sin does to us. I think he's suggesting that sin, fear, resentment, old hurts, remembered failures, feelings of inadequacy, self-destructive moves, can wrap around us like tentacles, like bands holding us in, like ice locking us in place. Do you see how all these things constitute a kind of paralysis of the soul? Here's an observation I've been hearing a lot recently, making it, I guess, something of a cliche or a truism that insanity could be described as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. See, I think it applies here because playing the ego game over and over again results in an ice-encrusted self, period. And God wants us to move. Playing the ego game locks us into paralysis. And if you think, oh, no, if I just played a little bit differently, it won't paralyze me. Nope, it will. Oh, if I just get enough attention, then I'll be happy. No, you won't. You'll just want more. I've said before many times that sin is like an addiction. I think it's precisely right. Oh, if I just get, you know, just get enough wealth, then I'll be happy. No, you won't. Because as long as you're tying your happiness to wealth, you're going to want more and more of it. So playing the ego game locks us into this little tiny kingdom. So can you see why paralysis is such a good image for sin? Finally, for the paralyzed person, there's nothing he can do about his paralysis. So it goes with sin. We're not able on our own power, to lift ourselves up out of it. It's not like some forms of physical or psychological disability about which we can, in some cases, do something. But think of someone in paralysis. He or she cannot solve this problem. So it goes with sin. When you're caught in that little kingdom of your own pride, your own egotism, your own fear, you can't break out of it. Instead, something's got to break in from the outside. And I'm talking here about the amazing grace of God. Only the love of God can melt the ice of self-regard. 
Sin, again, like an addiction. People who are in the grip of an addiction to alcohol or pornography or whatever it is can't lift themselves up out of the problem. The 12-step process says they have to turn their lives over to a higher power. Now, this is exactly what's going on in the gospel, isn't it? Perhaps the greatest virtue of the paralyzed man in the gospel is he lets himself be carried. He lets himself be carried to the source of grace. And friends, here's the best news of all from this gospel. Jesus said to the man, Rise, pick up your mat, and go home. God wants us out of our paralysis. He wants us free. He wants us to move. He doesn't like us in that little icy kingdom where we've imprisoned ourselves. We're stuck. We can't solve the problem ourselves. We need amazing grace. Good, good. Because God wants to give that grace. You know, one of the insights from this story I think is so powerful is his friends carry him. Sometimes, you know, that's the way it it has to work. When someone's in spiritual paralysis, they're stuck, but maybe they can't see it or they can't do much about it. They require friends to carry them to Christ. Maybe you're not the one paralyzed. Maybe you're the friend who's called upon to carry another. I bet everyone listening to me right now knows somebody who is in the paralysis of sin. Can you carry him or her to Christ? Now, friends, with all this in mind, this wonderful gospel passage, let's look briefly at that splendid second reading, which is a little excerpt from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. Here's what Paul says. As God is faithful, our word to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was proclaimed to you by us, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but yes has been in him. That's wonderful. That last little phrase seems kind of odd in English, but it's an Aramaicism. It means in him was nothing but yes. See, with Christ it was not yes or no. That's the way it is with us. Will you be kind to me? Well, let's see. I'll think about it. Were you kind to me yesterday? So maybe. Or, no, you were cruel to me, so I'm not going to be kind to you. It's going to be no to you. That's the way it is with us. We're yes and no. At our best. I mean, most of us are kind of no most of the time. At our best, we're kind of yes and no. But Paul says, no, no, Christ, who bears the very presence of God, is only yes. What I want you to do is just for a moment to Bask in the beauty and comfort of that little phrase. God is nothing but yes. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. God hates our paralysis. He hates sin. God is nothing but love turned toward us with a great yes. Now, at this point, I can hear perhaps in your minds this objection forming. Well, doesn't God seem to say no a lot? (laughs) 
<laughs> for someone who's only yes. In fact, aren't there lots and lots of prohibitions within religion? Well, yeah, but think about it this way. God says no only when we've backed ourselves into a life-denying situation. He says no only to our no. And that constitutes a yes. In him is only yes. That's correct. When he says no, don't do this, don't do that, avoid this, avoid that, he's saying no to a no. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. Yes, yes is his word exclusively. And then just as I close now, a a glance at the magnificent passage from Isaiah in our first reading. Thus says the Lord, Remember not the events of the past. See, I am doing something new. Gosh, that's such a liberating message, I think, for so many. We get obsessed with the events of the past, don't we? All the terrible things that we've done, all the resentments that we still harbor, all the hurts that we still nurse, all those things that wrap around us like bands, see, that that lock us in place, that paralyze us. Here's the good news, friends. God doesn't care about all that. I want to do something new. He wants to liberate us from these bands that we've wrapped around ourselves. He wants to make us over in his own image. He wants an end to our spiritual paralysis. Let yourself be invaded by this amazing grace, by this great, uncompromised yes. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Four years in the making, and it's finally here. Our new Catholicism documentary series, book, and study program are now available to order online at catholicismseries.com. Will you help me introduce this epic film series to your parish, school, family, and friends? Catholicism is an unprecedented adventure around the world and deep into the faith. Learn more at catholicismseries.com or call 1-866-928-1237. That's 1-866-928-1237.